three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple, and this is your humble host Hunter here. Hope you're all having a great day so far. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, uh, I've got a review for the latest Guillermo del Toro film in Nightmare Alley, which is not only uh, directed and produced by him, but is also written by him and Kim uh, and uh, Kim Morgan. Uh, Kim Morgan. This is actually her uh, screenwriting debut, so congratulations. You picked a hell of a film to go ahead and uh, debut with. But uh, Del Toro, uh, I have talked about Del Toro before. I am an, I am a shameless fan of his work. I think he takes big swings. That's something that I will always appreciate. Um if you just take a swing, even if you miss, you know, fuck it, at least you're trying something different. He, of course, directed Hellboy, uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden Army, Blade 2. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. What else? Am I, why am I blanking? Pacific Rim. There we go. Um, he also, of course, did Crimson. Crimson Peak is actually that actually is going to probably warrant a rewatch for me here soon. I just I love Crimson Peak. I think that movie fucking kicks ass. And of course, the Shape of Water, which he won best, uh, that it, which he won best director for. So, here's something that I'm going to say right off the bat: This is a film that I'm just happy that exists because it's an adult, it's an adult uh, themed, uh, skewed film that's set in carnival times. That's gothic as hell. I love the fact that this is a film that is generally out there for people to now readily watch. It's on uh, HBO Max and uh, Hulu, uh, by the way, is where you can watch it. But this stars uh, everyone's favorite raccoon, Bradley Cooper. And real quick, just take take a quick step back here. I don't think we talk enough about how great of an actor Bradley Cooper is. Like, I still remember seeing him in uh, Wedding Crashers and going... God damn, that guy plays a great asshole. Like, I really hope, you know, like, I hope he's in other stuff. And then he plays a Jim Carrey's best friend in Yes Man. And I was kind of like, oh, all right, that's that's random. Okay. And then he does The Hangover. Uh, he follows that up with All About Steve, which, you know, not great. But but he goes ahead and does The Hangover. Then he, pl- goes, then he goes and does The A-Team, uh, like, a year after that. And then he does Limitless, and Limitless for me is where I went, okay, dude, now now we're cooking with gas. Because Limitless is one of the best superhero films that's not a superhero film. It's a, a great double feature of Chronicle, by the way. But then, of course, he does Silver Linings Playbook, Place Beyond the Pines, American Hustle, American Sniper, and then just hits this hits this run that i just went god damn dude this is how you do this shit uh by the way he should have been nominated for best director for a star is born but i won't go off on that whole tangent <laughs> again you can listen to the review if you want to hear me uh, complain about that but this movie goes ahead and stars uh bradley cooper uh who plays uh, stanton uh carlisle who is a you know a classic down on his luck 
uh, just guy. And so he goes ahead and gets into the carny business. He goes ahead and uses his charm because he's a very charming guy. I mean, fuck, look at him. But he goes ahead and endears himself to uh, Xena, who is played by Tony Collette. Uh, Tony Collette, you know, she's kind of amazing. I could go, you know what, fuck it. I'll go down a list of a couple things that she's done. But you, of course, know her from Knives Out, Enough Said. Uh, Hearts Beat Loud, which was one of my favorite films uh, the year it came out um, about a boy. Uh, yeah, Tony Collette's kind of amazing, but she go, but he goes ahead and starts talking to her and her husband, uh, husband played by a David. Uh, 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 I'm gonna butch this. Uh, Straf uh, uh Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. But he goes ahead and starts talking to them. And basically, they go and kind of teach him the carny, uh, the, the carny game, and how to kind of play people, manipulate people, and how he's able to go ahead and his talent is to go ahead and really just kind of basically like a uh, cold read, you know, be able to look at someone's clothes or you know their facial hair or what have you, and use uh, and use uh, uh, clues based on their appearance to go ahead and be able to decipher things about them. And that was something that the more I was watching, I was like, I really fucking dig the way that this is being set up. Um, the carnival is ran by uh, Clem uh, Holtley, who's played by the brilliant Willem Dafoe. And I would just like to say, I I like to think that Dafoe's character, um, that Dafoe's character from The Lighthouse, uh, and I cannot believe I'm blinking on on his name uh thomas thomas wake there we go but i could easily see if you took thomas wake and he was in the 40s this would be his character he would be doing this shit because the foe uh the foe's clem what's so haunting disturbing about him is that he's able to go ahead and he doesn't give a fuck what he needs to do to entertain his audience he will do it whether it's taking people uh off the street and basically treat him, treating them like animals. There's this whole uh, subplot with this character called uh, the Geek, which I won't get into because I do want to go ahead and leave uh, some stuff for y'all to go ahead and discover on your own. But that whole sequence, and there is this sequence where the foe, the foe's Clem is talking to Stanton about the Carney game in general. They're at this, uh, they're at this bar or at this um, diner. And he tells him the story about uh, a wristwatch, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to. Again, I'll just leave it there. But the way that Clem delivers that monologue is talking to Stanton about being a carny, about the life they lead, and about manipulation, which at the end of the day, this is. I love that so much. In the first, I would say, forty-ish minutes maybe an hour, probably about an hour, is really about Stanton learning the trade, learning the tricks, and going ahead and, you know, becoming this larger-than-life figure that goes ahead and develops his own con and develops his own act. My biggest issue with this movie is uh, Molly, who's played by Rooney Mara. Not because of Rooney Mara's performance, because Rooney Mara... You know, she's she's kind of a badass girl, uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Her 
a ghost story, Carol, social network, to name a few. The thing that has kind of confused me about this movie, and I actually went back and watched it and watched this part of the film again to make sure I just wasn't losing my mind. There is just this point where Stanton just kind of looks at Molly and he's like, oh, wow, she's really hot. And they just fall in love. But there's really no work done to make them fall in love. It just kind of happens. So it's it's a bit jarring, uh, especially when we're going from really the middle section of the film into what the third act ends up becoming. And and I'll get to that in a moment. But that was really jarring for me. And I was like, uh, okay, that's that kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> it's not a large portion of the film, but it was enough to be a little jarring for me. Um, their chemistry does help soften that blow because, um, again, it's just not very well developed. Chemistry will go a long way uh, with me, and th- the it, the film in particular is helped greatly by the fact that Mara and Cooper is just pros. So even though the film and the script isn't giving you a reason to really be invested, they go ahead and find a way to make it work because, again, they're pros. Outside of that, I really don't have a complaint about this film. Uh the thing that I actually love about this film is that it feels like, for the most part, it's going to just be, you know, kind of a, car- a carnival movie, which I was sitting there going, hell yeah, give me more of that. I'm fine with this. And then it turns into something more sinister as it gets into its third act. And Stanton and Molly leave the circus and go ahead and encounter uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, who plays uh, Dr. Lil Ritter. Blanchett, of course, you also know from Carol, uh, Thor Ragnarok, the Lord of the Rings films, uh, how, uh, the last two How to Train Your Dragon films, uh, Don't Look Up, to name a few. Uh, Blanchett's one of the best in the game. I just, I fucking adore her, and hope I get to interview her someday. She's all sorts of wonderful, but I won't get into why Doctor uh, why Blanchett enters the the enters the picture, but it's really fascinating the way it's done and why uh, she's brought up. The big standout for me, or one of the standouts, even though he's not in the film much, just because I love him as an actor, is Richard Jenkins. He plays this character named Ezra uh, Grindle, and again, I won't get into why he's important, but the conversations him and Stanton have, you just feel the the tension being ramped up between the two of them, and their back and forth is some of my favorite stuff in the whole film uh, in general. It, it's fucking wonderful. And it made me so happy to see uh, Jenkins and Cooper go ahead and bounce off each other in the in the, in the fashion that they do. Um, getting just a couple other quick things about the film. Uh, Bradley Cooper drops dong in this movie. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, I, you know, we always talk about how often we see you know, women even do full frontal or show their, uh, you know, or show their boobs. You don't see guys drop dong very often. And Cooper, along with uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, both drop dong this year. So, um, thumbs up. Uh, you, I know you can't see me doing the thumbs up, but thumbs up. I salute you. Bravo. Uh, <laughs> but bravo to, to, to all of you. But um, one of the things about this film is that the sets, 
we always talk about Del Toro and how brilliant of a director he is and how everything feels gothic and just dark and intense. And because we're dealing with carnival settings, you get these amazing shots of there's this one shot of uh, of uh, Stanton when he's entering this hall of mirrors that's so disturbing. There's a, a scene where the cops get called on the uh, on the carnival, and I won't spoil the rest of the scene, but the way that scene is is filmed you feel like the walls are closing in on the carnival which is so fucking cool um rooney mara's uh rooney mara's molly her act is she is able to you know conduct electricity she's the electric girl uh, as they call her and anytime she has to go ahead and show off her you know her skill um the way the the sets are filmed and the way that the actual uh, performances are filmed gives it a very uh, concert sort of feel. You feel like you're there watching these people perform, which really draws me in especially, or will draw you in uh, to the tricks themselves, which is so fucking cool. And again, the film really feels like it's going to be one thing. And then it ends up being something totally different. I was really sitting there going, oh, okay, I... I love that. Tying back to that scene or that conversation I mentioned that Clem has with Stanton in the diner. They call back to that. They call back to that. And I, 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 oh yeah, that's, that's too much of a spoiler. They call back to it in a way that I went, oh my God, the end of this movie is legit one of my favorite endings of a film in all of 2021. I would, my mouth was just open like holy shit really and i mean that in the best way and cooper again i i know i went down several of his uh several of his films uh he's great in licorice pizza by the way but he this is one of those performances where i go damn this is this is almost one of those performances where you go oh yeah don't forget people uh this is me like i'm a hell of an actor and he really steps up in a way that I went, hell yeah, I can't wait to see what Bradley Cooper does next. I'm always excited to see him in anything, but I, I was, it was a very nice reminder of how he's one of the best actors we have working, period, right now. Um, I adore this movie, and I really don't have any complaints outside of the lack of kind of a buildup of relationship between Stanton and Molly. Um, I... The last thing I will bring up, there is a speech about an amulet, and that is just, that speech is fucking awesome. It's wonderful. When you hear the speech, you'll know what I'm talking about, but uh, the speech is just, the speech is fucking awesome. But getting my final thoughts here, outside of the, uh, again, the lack of buildup for me with the relationship between Stanton and Molly... I really don't have a, a gripe about this movie. I thought this movie was so incredibly just dark and uh, thought-provoking. And when I got to the end of the film, I went, damn, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. It is two hours and 30 minutes. I think you could cut 15 minutes from this just to tighten it up a little bit. I know Del Toro likes to have his long movies, but you could have gotten this down to two hours, 15, two hours, 10 minutes honestly, if you really wanted to. So um, that's another small gripe. But outside of that, 
this is still a solid A film. This is something that I will definitely be rewatching. Um, yeah, this is something I cannot wait for people to go ahead and discover. Again, it is on HBO Max and Hulu now, so you have no excuse. Go watch this movie. Um, you will have fun with it. You will definitely have fun with this movie. And I, I, I can't wait to see what people think of it since now it's readily available for people to watch. But everyone, uh, Nightmare Alley, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Let us know what you thought in the comments. You can like both of our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. That's R-E-E-L, Pineapple. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find The Real Pineapple most places you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, to name a few. You can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. And you can find me on Letterboxd at, uh, uh, at Black Shazam. And you can find me on TikTok at Black Shazam775. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will have reviews coming up here soon for The Batman, as well as uh, Undercover Brother for Black Cinema Showcase, uh, as well as some other stuff, including Summer of Soul and some other things coming down the pipeline. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, please, please, please get your COVID shot. Uh, stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Tell someone you love them today. We all we all need to hear that more. But again, we love y'all. Thank you so much for the support. And we will talk to you soon. Have a good one.